What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Booch Cast, he's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Absolutely, positively. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Booch Cast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudettes? Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott, speaking. I'm not 
that that broke yes almost there not quite yet but i have a wonderful story to tell you later uh i thought this card was absolutely really good the main event was something we have to talk about later all right Vinny, let's do this yes ladies and gentlemen this was a special episode of AEW. as of course this was blood and guts the second uh blood, blood and, and guts. guts match in the history of aew and of course there's two rings and the cage they do it the way war games should be done or in this case blood and guts so this is of course from little caesar's arena in detroit michigan um this is of course the episode that took place after the forbidden door which by the way you can check out on the boochcast our recap of forbidden door if you haven't heard it already so please listen in pretty good yes so we're gonna kick things off here with the and of course on commentary we have the legendary tony shivani um the great taz and the racist excalibur for whatever reason jim ross not on the commentary table this week and still don't know why um i don't know maybe the maybe the marks got sick of him pointing out real shit i think that's only, sick of seeing it. i think that's it i think they're just tired of being told the truth so it's like we need <laughs> we need we need yes men at the broadcast table and that's pretty much what we got that's the only logical explanation to not have jim ross at your broadcast table is you're you're tired of him calling it like it is you're tired of him keeping it real and you're tired of him acknowledging that some of these guys don't deserve to have a contract and speaking of people who don't deserve contracts that brings us to our first official match of the evening pockets versus (laughs) ethan page no 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 and um ethan page would have won if it wasn't for a dipshit lamp dan lambert getting away did he have to have the drink and him have to spray it i like this i was getting mad but the way uh orange cassidy won i was shocked i guess he was the first person i thought of yeah and you well here's the thing (laughs) just for the record that was orange juice not orange soda so our 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 bit does not work for this particular episode i wasn't going that route i okay i, I wasn't i wasn't sure if you were no 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 no, absolutely not that's uh nxt was one of the two man i was trying to say the way it ended i thought about i saw oh, fuck i bet Vinny was probably pissed i was like he's probably, <laughs> Vinny's probably yelling at this i know but okay. this was a this was a lose-lose situation because i can't stand either one of these guys ethan page is equally as much of a spot monkey as orange cassidy and orange cassidy is a broken record you've seen one orange cassidy match you've fucking seen them all there's there's nothing about him that is even remotely appealing and he is literally there to just do his song and dance and that's it like the and uh the only good thing about him opening the show is that we got him out of the way so we could enjoy some wrestling i hate the fact that he came out with the best friends because i was hoping that tramperetta was finally rid of this crap but now that they bring out tramperetta they brought out chucky e. t who is the worst of the three like chucky e. t is completely fucking useless in professional wrestling i don't like pockets but he at least has a fan base and is he appeals to some t- some people in the audience. I love Trent Beretta because I feel like he's got a future as a great worker. If he can just get the fuck away from these two and be taken more seriously, he could have a great career. But Chucky e. T is fucking useless. He is fucking useless. As Jim Cornette would say, he's like a spare prick at the wedding. <laughs> He, he's fucking worthless. Dan Lambert is always entertaining. Whether he's a face or a heel, he always pulls it off. And obviously, he brought out the orange juice and everything was interesting. But it was the same dog and pony show that Cassidy always does. And Ethan Page is, you know, just a one. He's, he's a, he is a actor playing wrestler. That's what he is. Like, literally, he, he actually says, like, he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm Julian playing Ethan Page. Or I'm Ethan Page as played by Julian. And it's like, if you said that 10 years ago in the wrestling business, you would get 
laughed out of every locker room you walked into. Like, he's one of those guys that treats the business like a joke. They both do. And that's why people don't like them. So this was a joke of a match. I didn't give a fuck about who, I didn't give a fuck who won. I just wanted it to be fucking over. Um, okay. So, Zach, you have anything <laughs> add to, to add to this abortion or can we move on? I have to agree with you on this, man. I was watching it and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But anyways, uh, no, sir. I have nothing else to say about this. Shall we move on? Yes. Now we're going to move on to something that actually fucking matters. Um, We got oh, yeah. Tony Schiavone do, t- does an interview. Out comes Christian Cage. Now, apparently Christian had requested a match tonight. But people are shocked because Christian is not dressed to compete. He's in a turtleneck and a jacket, which I fucking love. Because apparently I've, I've actually heard from some people that wearing a turtleneck is a very heel-like thing to do. And I never knew that. I thought that was very, very interesting. So, uh, Cage said, sporting the black turtleneck jacket. Christian gets booed out of the building before he even says anything due to his remarks last week. Now, Christian stated that AEW management asked him to apologize for mentioning Jungle Boy's deceased father, Luke Perry. Christian shouted that he's sorry Jungle Boy's entire family isn't dead, except for his mom and motions for her to call him. Does the whole call me kind of thing. Christian blasted Detroit before saying that he had requested this match, but he never said it was for him. Cage then introduced a heel version of Luchasaurus, and he marched to the ring with Christian as his manager. Before we get to the match, uh-huh. Zach, how'd you feel about this? Okay, one, as a wrestling fan and as a wrestling analyst, absolutely fucking superb. I have never seen Christian Cage this vicious before. Don't correct me. Don't get pissed off on that about that here. I think MJF rounded up on Christian. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that last part? MJF rounded up Christian. That, he just, whoa. I was like, holy shit, that was mean. As a person, I was like, you motherfucker, you about this right here. I've never seen him like this. This is one of the best promos, again, that Christian's ever done. Oh. I was like, you bastard, you motherfucker. Wow. God, that was me. Oh, he made Chris, he made Jungle Boy a little bit smaller. Oh, go ahead. Dude, I loved every moment of this promo. so wrong. He just followed up on everything from last week. He fucking went harder on this one and basically said, like, your entire family wasn't dead and then still wants to bang the mom. Talk about Jungle Boy not being here and everything else. And then the music. Oh. Oh my god. Dude, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. I'm thinking, who the fuck, whose music is that? I'm listening, I'm listening, and then I see on the, on the Titantron, on the monitor, the LED board, I see Luchasaurus. And I'm like, that's his music? And then he comes out, and he just, he's not, it's not even green, it's like a dark black, and he's walking to the ring, and he looks serious. Like, you know this reminds me of? What? Star Wars. Star Wars? Think about it. Christian Cage was ahead of, uh, of them, tabling slash Sidious. Jungle Boy was just there. But think about this, though. Luchasaurus went to the dark side. Okay. You mentioned his helmet. He went from a green helmet to a black helmet. Darth Vader has a black helmet. Yeah, but I was, yeah, Darth Vader had a black helmet, but Anakin had a blue lightsaber before he had the red one. There was no green know, helmet. Did, uh, Luke Skywalker was the only one to have a green lightsaber. Well, besides Yoda. And uh, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon had a green one? He did. Okay. I, I, I don't remember that, but okay. Alright. But, um, yeah. But I can see the point there, but I'm saying Luchasaurus looked amazing. 
amazing. And then we get to he gets oh in the God. ring for the match of the evening for the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. <laughs> Luchasaurus versus <laughs> Serpentico. Did you see that poor, poor, poor soul? Like, oh, really? my God. He was like, no, 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 no. That was me. You know what I'll do? Hey, here's some money. Take the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. The fact that Sir Pentago had that look of fear in the corner and was cowering, I could never take him seriously as a wrestler after that. I mean, oh, well, let's see this where this goes. Because I'm pretty shocked. Yeah. And I'm trying to get through the process of that promo. But this right here was a fucking squash from hell. What, yes. Was that even, what, a minute, 30 seconds? Yeah, it didn't last very long. But still, despite the fact that it didn't last very long, and I'm going to say this. This is, this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about wrestling here. A baby face is not allowed to show fear. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Even if you're in a clear, lose-lose situation. You could show off frustration. You could have a look on your face like, I'm probably going to get killed. But at no point are you supposed to be afraid. The baby face is supposed to be brave. I, I've, I've seen matches where, like, Braun Strowman would walk to the ring to fight a jobber, and the jobber would still have that tough guy look on his face like I'm coming in for a fight. You're not only, the only people that are allowed to show fear in a match are heels. They're allowed to be afraid. Why? Because they're bad guys. So they can act tough, they can talk tough, but then when the going gets tough, they're cowards. That's why that's a lost art form as being a heel is you're allowed to be afraid as a heel. You can kind of put your hands up and go, please, please, don't hurt me, Mr. Badman. A heel can do that. A baby, the only time a baby face is allowed to show fear, it's a very rare case, is if a loved one is in jeopardy. Like if someone's like going to put your wife through a table, you can look scared, but you're not scared, but you're scared because of what's going to happen to your wife. Or if someone's like, I'm going to put your son through a table, you're scared because of what's going to happen to your son. So you're like, whoa, 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 please, please, don't hurt my family. Like you're scared of your fam, you're worried for your family's safety, you're not worried about your own. That's a scenario. Other than that, baby faces are not allowed to show fear. So the fact that Serpentico was cowering in the corner, like a little bitch means he can never be taken seriously as a wrestler. He is officially a fucking jobber. If he wasn't a jobber before, he sure as shit is now. He's you, always been a jobber. Well, I'm just saying. He ain't get. There, there's no way to take him out of that jobber status now. You have now established that Serpentico is a jobber. All right, all right, all right. Okay, can't, okay, okay. So that was, but and, I, and again, I'm just pointing that out. Luchas, but Luchasaurus definitely should have been a squash. And Luchasaurus did phenomenal. Christian comes in, as Luchasaurus inflict more damage, and he plants Serpentico with a chokeslam on the floor. He then disrespectfully like dusted off his boots in Serpentico's face, like he's you know doing a little doing a little wipe there. I thought that was great. This was a perfect scenario. So now we know officially Christian and Luchasaurus are now a team, and this is what Jungle Boy is gonna have to contend with when he comes back. I honestly agree with you, sir, on that. This right here is just a new set of Christian that I fucking love. I was like, oh, you motherfucker, you. Oh, I like the way he comes out too. And you're right about one thing: every heel usually comes out with a curl neck. I never noticed that. Huh. I think here. That, that makes sense right there. Okay, moving on. This was perfect. I, yeah, I am more excited for Jungle Boy to come back now more than ever because I know when he comes back... He's not gonna have to. He's not gonna have Luchasaurus with him, so there's not gonna be any comedy shit. And there's a, and, and now he, they're saying, like they said, Jungle Boy doesn't have a killer instinct. I expect Jungle Boy to come back with a killer instinct. I expect him to come back with a vengeance. And I know him and Christian are gonna have a good match because Jungle Boy works at his best when he's in the ring with a ring general, with someone who knows how to lead a match or and call spots in the ring and play to people's strengths. When Jungle Boy has to wrestle 
a match with other AEW guys. The matches don't normally do well because Jungle Boy is not a ring general and neither is half the AEW roster. That's why it's good to work him to work with legends or ex-WWE guys because they know how to, how to do that. Most of them. So because Christian's such a veteran in the ring and is good at calling spots and good at playing to wrestlers' strengths and hiding their weaknesses, which is what you're supposed to do. You play to the strengths and you hide the weaknesses. That's why they do. That's why whenever somebody looks like they suck, they go, "Well, the person's been exposed." Because you're supposed to be able to hide whatever weakness a wrestler has. Okay. Yes. Now we're moving on. So we move on to the next match of the evening. So you forgot something. What I forget? The uh, promo against Warlow and the TNT Champion Scorpio Sky. All right. Yeah. So we have a face to face between Scorpio Sky and Wardlow. Apparently, there's no physicality, and they're basically saying, you know, Scorpio Sky's bragging about the fact the last time they were in a ring, he basically pinned him one, two, three in like a six man tag, <laughs> even though there were shenanigans involved. And he's <laughs> saying, and he's ba- and Wardlow's basically saying, I don't care about any of that, but I'm going to become the TNT champion. So they set the match up for next week. It'll be Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT championship. No. Yes, I want Wardlow to take this belt. Yeah, I, I, I understand agree with you on that, sir. I did uh, Wardlow basically like, there's your little party. There's your security team. I'll take him out like I did before. I'm going to take you out and get that belt back. That's basically what he said. Okay, moving on. And you forgot another promo. What did I forget? <laughs> I'm, I'm going, well, yeah, I'm going to get to the promo. Hold on. So, but the point is, um, it's not back. Wardlow's never been a champion. So he's not taking the belt back. He's taking the belt, period. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Wardlow's never been a champion. Yeah. So that's now, right. That's right. So now we got the next match of the evening, um, mm-hmm. where we're supposed <laughs> to be getting Max Caster and the Gun Club, or as they're now being known as the Ass Boys. Um, basically, Max Caster comes out, does his usual fucking rap, makes fun of the which water. is oh about that juggle remark that made me laugh. I have to say, I thought this was actually pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, and then he's talking about drinking all the wa- about you know drinking water from Flint, Michigan, because everybody loves to make fun of the Flint, Michigan water. Uh, thing that people waited till Obama was out of office to bring up, but we won't go there tonight. Anyway, um, uh, what? What? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? Seriously, dude? What? What did I say? Never Stop mind. me when I lie. You're not. That's not that. <sighs> Stop me when I lie. Man, you're not lying. You're not like, lying. Like, you're like not yeah, lying. everybody just woke up in 2016, decided they'd give a shit about Flint, Michigan, and their water. Y'all didn't give a fuck. You didn't give a fuck when it was happening during the other guy's administration, but yet you cared when the new guy took over. So take your hypocrisy exactly, and shove Exactly, and I never knew. Yeah. I never so, knew about that. Yeah, so y'all take your hypocrisy and shove it. Anyway, after we get through that, and of course, you know, the whole, the acclaimed have arrived, scissor me. Blah. Hate that crap. Then we get to outcomes Danhausen. And he goes, yes, yes, Danhausen, yeah. Um, I was told to find uh the, to do the six man with the with the Ash Boys, and um, I was told to find uh, two partners in the back, and uh, I managed to find two people that I guess are 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 good at wrestling. I guess they're good at wrestling. And then out comes FTR, the men who won the IWGP Tag Team Titles at Forbidden Door. So we get a special six man tag. We got Max Caster and the Gun Club versus. F versus FTR and Danhausen. Second match of the night. <laughs> 
I take it, it you enjoyed this? Oh, I enjoyed the living hell out of this. What about you? Um, I thought it was great. Um, um, yeah, exactly. And Don Housen impressed me. You were right about him. Okay, 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 okay. He's a tough motherfucker right there. And, of course, you do his voice very well. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I, I do a good Dan Housen here. And uh, I went I went out there. I did the, the, I did the arm drags. I did the uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the suplex from the Northern Lights. I did the, uh, the um, I did lots of good moves. And then I, I tagged in I tagged in FTR. And uh, and we made sure they be cursed. They be cursed. Yes. I, yes. Uh, so uh, thank you, th- thank you, Ginger, for supporting Dan Housing. I'm not cursed, am I? Uh, uh well, uh, unfortunately, you've already lost your soul. So like Dan Housing, it would be no point for me to curse you. Uh, but uh, yes. Um, uh, hopefully you get back your soul and may your enemies forever be cursed. Well, how about this? I'm never gonna get my soul done, Housing. But I do wish you. Thank you for wishing a curse on my enemies. Yes. Anyways, moving on. Yes, phrase, etc. So um. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did that pretty well, didn't we? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Dan Housie made it funny. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, so of course, um and of course we find out Anthony Bowens is no longer crippled. Uh he go and um he goes to hit Dan Housen with the crutch, he ducks he hits Colton in the head. FTR dragged Bowens out. Danhausen pins Colton for the win. The Gun Club and the Acclaim argue after the match, and Billy Gunn's trying to break it up, break it up, and in the midst of everything, he shoves Colton down, kind of realizes what he did right afterwards, and the Gun Club exit without their dad. He, I, I was waiting for him to turn on the other four. I was waiting for it, but it didn't happen. I didn't like that right there. Like, not going to defend your kids, but then fans like, okay, he's probably doing something like he's supposed to do. But like this right here, I was like, yeah, you should have fucking done something. All right, because that, that, that caster cost the fucking match. Did he not? Well, well, no, it was Anthony Bowens who cost the match, but, you know, there was a shoving uh, you know match I mean? going I on, him. and Billy Gunn's just trying to keep the peace because they're all a team. You know, it was an accident. It wasn't done on purpose. And, and you notice after Billy Gunn shoved Colton, he kind of realized what he did and went, whoa. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to do that, which sometimes that happens when everybody's, you know, emotions get the better of them. You're trying to calm everyone down and, you know, everybody's like swinging at each other. And eventually you just push the person away, like, calm down. And then they get hurt and you're like, oh, shit, did I just do that? Like, that shit happens. And of course, uh, like gun- you, you're the keeper of the peace, aren't you? Yeah, and I fucking hate it sometimes. Uh, I understand that. And from now on, I won't do anything. I'm, I'm just saying, so they exit without their dad, which is interesting. So now we got this story going on. We're going to see the acclaimed versus is the gun club is Billy Gunn gonna align with his sons or is he gonna join the acclaimed uh I'm gonna say this right now Billy Gunn doesn't need to be with the acclaimed they do good promo wise all by themselves the gun club the ass boys they need Billy Kid and Billy Gunn sorry I was gonna WCW pay-per-view before this you said you better Kim and you know what that know who that character is who is a character off the ball the order of the Peaky fucking blinders wait there's a character in Peaky blinders Named Billy Kidman. Yes, he's like uh, in the very first season. He's like one of the main villains. Okay, because that's literally a pro wrestler from WCW. Well, uh, no, 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 no. Oops, it's not Billy Kidman. It's Billy Kimba. Oops. Okay, thank you. Because I'm because like, <laughs> Billy Kidman is a wrestler, but also works as a backstage producer at WWE now. Um, but I, he used to be a I WCW. 
Wyatt. He used to wrestle for WCW, and he wrestled briefly in the WWE. Um, I was watching a WCW Oops. pay-per-view, and he was in it. And that's why Kidman was fresh in my head. I feel bad about that. But yeah, so Billy Gunn. That was my fault. The ass boys need Billy Gunn. They do. Yeah, they, they are do. Not, yeah, they, they cannot do. cut promos on their own. And right now, they are in their dad's shadow. Whether, he, whether, they, whether they meant to do that or not is irrelevant. The fact is, they are in their shadow. His shadow. And they need to get the fuck out before they go off on their own. And right now, that Billy Gunn needs to be with his kids, not with the acclaimed. And I say that not because they're his kids, but because they they are not going to get over on their own. They're just not. They're not. And But anyway, great showing by Danhausen. I hope we see more of him in the ring. Um, Obviously, he doesn't need a title anytime soon, but I'm glad he got the chance to show that he can work and he can wrestle because that was he the thing. He can wrestle. He impresses shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, his pacing has definitely gotten better since the last time I've seen him wrestle. I've seen a lot of his matches, and that's really my only negative comment about Danhausen is his pacing. What do you mean? He it's like when he goes to do high spots, he waits too long to execute them. It's like he's trying to go. Uh... It's like he's trying to time it too much. Like he doesn't have the timing down. So like if he's gonna jump off, like if he's gonna jump off, jump like springboard over to over the ropes. He's like kind of going one, two, three, jump, and the guy has to sit there too long and fucking wait to where it doesn't look believable. Like he's okay, okay, he doesn't okay, move very fluently okay, now. In in this match, he did he did a lot better. But I've seen his matches in Ring of Honor, and he was and, and some of the indies matches that he had on the indies and his pacing was way off but other than that he's been great that's my only complaint about Danhausen. i'm glad he got to have a good showing here and on that note we move on to the next match of the evening for the tbs championship jay cargill defends the title against layla gray no. You didn't like it? No. How many <laughs> fucking times do I have to explain to you and to everybody else and the beautiful, wonderful Boochcast fans who I love with all my heart that I personally cannot fucking stand Jay Cargill? Benny, you know this? Yes. I, I know you don't it. like Jay Cargill, but I was hoping maybe she might grow on you. Maybe the match is starting to get better. She'll grow on me when Alabama grows on me. Ooh. That, oh, now I'm definitely interested. Well, just so you okay, know, the future... I would say that she hasn't gone against anybody. Every person she's fought against is a fucking jobber ish. But for real, no, I won't say she. I hate her like I hate Alabama. I hate her like a uh, ooh, maybe Tennessee or maybe Kentucky. Okay, but the thing is. I can't stand her. I thought this match was boring as hell. I knew this was going to end like this, but the ending was funny as shit. But go ahead. You take this one. I thought it was a pretty good match. I mean, Jay Cargill, I see her improve every week. And right now, she's one of the few women on the roster that looks like a champion, walks like a champion, talks like a champion. It's a very small list in the women's division. I've mentioned this before. I said it during the, uh, when we talked about Forbidden Door and the women's title match there. I even mentioned it to Elvis when we were talking on the phone earlier today that there's not a lot of great women wrestlers in AEW. That's why I'm hoping if Tony Khan is going to start signing more ex-WWE guys, as happy as I am to see Cesaro, and we'll talk more about him later, he needs to start focusing on signing some of these women that WWE is releasing. He needs to get, he needs to quit worrying about the men's division. We're good there. We're good there for now. Right now, we need to get some women. We need to get some women with star power who know how to work. We can get some of these so we can get start getting Kenny Omega's geisha girls and a lot of these other women who can't wrestle their way out of a wet paper bag if you gave them a knife and get them off fucking TV because they're not cutting it. So I want to see more more women on the roster. And Jay Cargill has gotten significantly better. She's got Brian Danielson training her. And you can see that he's teaching her a thing or two. She gets better and better every week. So I thought this was a great
great match. I also like yeah. at the end, Stokely Hathaway said that Athena and Chris Statlander being lazy. They come to the ring, they battle Cargill and Kira Hogan, and then all of a sudden, um, Gray <laughs> comes out, starts help, starts joining the baddies with the beatdown, and then you know Stokely goes to shake her hand, but um, Jade Cargill slaps the hand away, and they argue to end the segment. So right now we're trying to figure out if Gray is in the baddies or not. And here's how I look at it. Oh. If you don't have any plans to put her in the baddies, why have her join the beatdown? That makes no fucking sense at all, storyline-wise. If you weren't going to put her in the group, you might as well just not have her be involved in the feud in the match at all. Just let her roll out or go to the back because she don't need to be there. Why do this and not have her join the baddies? That's just a waste of fucking time to me. This is shitty. Yeah. So the post-match beatdown was the shitty, but I actually enjoyed the match. Then we cut to the backstage area. Oh, God. No. I said the same thing with the dumb fucks who said all of their friends are injured and the only friends they got are those tag team titles and they said they can't find anyone that relates to them in the locker room. They're saying they're the first two-time AEW tag team champions and they challenged uh, Yoshihashi and Haruki Goto to a match Friday on Rampage and you know they said the forbidden door still cracked open a little bit so they also said that there's going to be a 20-man battle Royal called Royal Rampage. So basically, they're going to use the two rings because they're there for blood and guts. And it's going to be 10 in one ring, 10 in another ring, and then whatever the fuck they do after that. And basically, the winner of this battle royal will get a shot at the AEW Championship against John Moxley. No. No to what? This promo. I didn't hear them talk. <laughs> well, yeah, nobody wants to hear these they... fuckers talk. I know, I, I know you, in your big uh, ball head that you two motherfuckers are straight. I am truly convinced to the fucking tea that they're hiding their uh, homosexuality. They're still in the closet. They just don't have the balls to come out. I didn't like this promo. I don't give a fuck about the promo. You did a better job than I did. Moving on. Yeah, well, obviously I didn't enjoy the promo either. I don't even know th- I don't even know who they're trying to face for the tag team titles. And the fact that I don't know who they they are from New Japan tells me one of two things. One, they're not relevant in the wrestling world. And two, there's a good chance the dumb fucks are going to retain the tag team titles. So why the fuck would I even want to watch that? Even though I'm not going to watch it. I, re- I don't Me even neither. watch Rampage, to be honest. The only time I watch it is if I'm sp- as if it's a Friday night and I'm crashing at Buff's house and maybe I'll put Rampage on and we'll watch it together. But other than that, I don't watch Rampage. And we're probably not going to watch it this Friday because we're going to be in Boaz, Alabama. Uh, I watch the highlights really when it comes to Rampage. This right here really pissed me the fuck off. Exactly. I'll be like, I can't stand them. And Vinny, only way I like the dumb fucks if I ever like Alabama. I'm aware. So, but yeah, so then as far as the Battle Royal goes, I'm intrigued to see who wins that and gets the shot at Moxley. Um, but I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll wait till afterwards to find out because it's not that important to me. But um, on that note, we're going to move on here. <laughs> To the next match of the evening, the main oh event of the evening, blood and guts match, the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> 
<gasps> Vinny, I thought this was absolutely fucking wonderful. I love every fucking minute of this. It started off, well, I would say it started off slow, but right when it got in the middle toward the end of it, I was like standing up. I was pacing back and forth. They beat the living shit out of each other. And once again, this was blood and guts. They put their blood and guts in this. This was fucking fantastic. At first, the faces had the upper hand. The heels had the upper hand. The faces had the upper hand. The heels had the upper hand. And guess what? Uh, guess what uh, happened? What? Sammy Guevara got tossed off the roof. Well, yeah, he got tossed off the roof. Did you like the him getting tossed off the roof? Yes. Uh, my only complaint about that was when he fell. It was blatantly obvious that he was that he was landing on a pad. Like you could tell there was padding underneath that table. And here's the thing: I don't have an issue with him going through a table that has padding underneath it. I prefer it. Some old school people would go, "Just go through the table." I would tell those old school people to fuck off. Yeah, exactly. There's a padding under that. I didn't see that. Did you see the padding? You could clearly tell. I and couldn't see it. And when you can clearly tell, that's a bad thing. Well, you're better at this than me, so yeah. There you go. But yeah, so obviously this right here was. Oh man, this is this right here was fucking fantastic. My only point is, man, is why the fuck they didn't put this on the pay-per-view where we actually had to pay for it? Well, well, other people, not us. Well, bl- well, yeah, I mean, it would have been great to be on pay-per-view, but we just had a pay-per-view. And plus, you know, it's... Maybe Blood and Guts someday can be a pay-per-view. But for now, they're just... They're trying to give everything on TV because they want to keep the ratings up. So they give a lot of shit away on free TV. I like the fork scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, here, here, <laughs> oh, here's God. my thing. Why? Like, why does every why wrestler the- try to be Abdullah the Butcher? I don't know, dude. It was just it's a Blood and Guts match. Think about it. Then hear me out. They want to do Blood and Guts... Well, come on now. It's blood and guts. There's supposed to be blood. And at, I know out of this, I have this whole card. I know a lot of people's blood bleeding this flesh, but come on now. This was a blood and guts match. I enjoyed the living shit out of this. Zach, at what point in that sentence did I say I wasn't happy with the blood? Did I'm you hear sure. those I'm, words I'm come out of my mouth? No, 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 no. I'm, if she said I met that, I did it. I just I understand what the fork scene. I just said, well, I said, I said the fork was stupid. I didn't say the blood was stupid. It's a blood and guts match. Yeah, it's supposed to be blood. How stupid do you think I am? Sometimes I wonder. Okay, when it comes to wrestling, how stupid do you think I am? You're better than that than me. Never mind. Thank you. Okay, that's the fucking point. I just say if you're gonna get blood, use a different weapon. Don't use something that don't use something that another wrestler used. That's an issue I have with wrestling today. Is that everything is a copy of somebody else? It's like you're not when you keep using other people's gimmicks. It doesn't look like you're being a wrestler. It looks like you're playing wrestler. <clears throat> Sharp flare. You're basically wrestling the way kids would wrestle if we were in a backyard somewhere. On a trampoline. Yeah. Or on on a trampoline. That's pretty much what you're doing at that point when you're doing other wrestlers' moves and shit. Like, inflict blood another way. Like, I like the part where at one point there was, like, a kendo stick and they were using some of the wood from the kendo stick, like splinters and stuff, and using that to... Yeah! That I like. That I oh, like. That was, the fork bothered me. I'm just saying. The that fork didn't bother me. I think that's stupid. I, I do the fork. It's a stupid weapon. Uh, it's 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 weird enough really. when Abdullah used it. To use it today, it's a stupid fucking weapon. There's plenty of other ways you can bust somebody open. And besides, it's AEW. You can blade. <laughs> Slam somebody into the cage, and then when no one's looking, get the blade, cut the blade. Cut yourself. Dig yourself. 
You have to and, use a fork and go, here, let me slice you open. Apparently, you're not intelligent enough to do this yourself. If I want to bleed during a match, I'll gig myself, thank you. You know what I realize? How high that ca those cages actually are now. Well, yeah. That's because they need oh, more room to do God. their... They need more room to do their spot monkey trampoline shit. That's true. That's, that's true. why what the cages think about are higher. Because you, otherwise, you'll jump up and hit your fucking head. The cage was lower. They'd have to use psychology. And we can't have that in AEW. Oh, of course not. Absolutely not, right? Right, we can't have psychology whatsoever. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but there were some moments that I particularly enjoyed. Like I liked the the brawl, the stare down between um Jake Hager mm -hmm. and Cesaro. Mm -hmm. and like, the... like like they started like <laughs> staring at each other, kind of like on Dragon Ball Z, but the last three episodes. Yeah, well, but yeah, but it was great <laughs> because they those guys were a tag team in WWE. They were the real Americans in WWE. That's why you heard the crowd chanting yeah. "We the People," which they haven't done in three years because Jericho stopped it because they were chanting we the people and Jericho said it was a stupid idea from bad creative and now it's gone well it came back tonight because they were chanting it loud and proud when these two were exchanging blows in the fucking ring I thought it was great and of course Santana got injured in the match because he did a urinagi and landed on his knee wrong and injured himself that's why you didn't see him for the rest of the match because he was basically taken out with injury Um, and I will say this though I like the mm. use of weapons. Mm -hmm. Obviously the blood I was okay with it. I think at one point did Moxley have a band-aid on his head when he walked to the ring? Yes. Okay. Because at one point there was something hanging off his head. I couldn't tell if that was a band-aid or loose fucking skin. I really thought that was a flap of skin that came off his fucking head. No, it was, was, was like, the band-aid. I was like, what the fuck is that? Well, uh, here's the thing. I know, like, I'll explain later after we get off on but this right here, I enjoyed a little shit out of it. I was like, ugh. And, uh, did you like the, how the wind was <clears throat> sorry yeah well uh, there were other parts of the match that I enjoyed though I liked uh, I liked uh, Ruby Ruby Soho attacking Ty Kota. yeah and I don't know if you noticed but Taz botched the name how he called her Ruby Riot instead of Ruby Soho <laughs> Which is the WWE name? I didn't, I didn't hear that. I mean, I, I mean, look, I mean, he was he, he was amped up. I give him a pass. Sometimes you mess up names like that. But he called her Ruby Riot oh, instead I'll, of Ruby Soho. Thank you, Ruby Soho. I, I saw that happen. I was like, no, 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 no. Then I saw Ruby Soho come and save the day. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. If that would have happened, I'd be messing right now. You, you would have been pissed. Well, <laughs> not really, because all she's doing is opening the cage. You can't win by escaping the cage in war games anyway. So opening the cage is no. Big deal. That doesn't really do anything. But um, but it was still fun to see Ruby come out and see her get involved. I'm intrigued to see if her and Ty are gonna have matches going forward, or if you know, once Eddie Kingston's done with Jericho, I don't know if there's gonna be him and her feuding with Sammy and Ty, or if it's gonna be I don't know what the fuck. But it looks like the Jericho Eddie thing is far from over because obviously the finish was um, you know, uh, Eddie had that dragon sleeper thing locked in on Jericho. That was the same submission he used to tap him out when they had that singles match I think it was Revolution a while back but then Claudio had the uh, sharpshooter uh, on Magic and then Magic tapped out to end the match and Eddie was pissed because Jericho tapped out moments later and he didn't get the credit and of course they were arguing before the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club joined and then Santana who was injured he didn't get to join them while climbing up there but Kingston eventually calmed down said he was cool but you could tell Eddie got hurt in the match because mm -hmm. he couldn't get up right away and you could tell when he's looking at uh, 
when he was looking at Claudio, he mouthed the words, I can't get up, man. I can't get up right now. But because he couldn't get up right away, he just kind of sat there, and then eventually they were able to help him get back up. And eventually, Eddie kind of let it go and was like, all right, all right, we won, we won, it's cool. But I'm wondering if this is going to lead Because Eddie and Claudio apparently buried the hatchet for one night because Eddie had been talking shit about Cesaro on Twitter. That's where the rivalry started. They were like, I wonder if AEW, like when Cesaro got released, they were like, I wonder if he's going to go to AEW. And Eddie was like, he don't have the balls to come over here. So uh, this was a long time ago. So now when Claudio finally debuted, Eddie Kingston quoted that tweet and said, well, look who just grew a pair. Like, look who finally grew a pair. So there's a, now there's a big question about if those two are going to are gonna get into a, a feud at some point down the road because they weren't getting along, but they were ready to bury the hatchet for one night to take on the Jericho Appreciation Society. And, you know, eventually he was able to go, all right, all right, all right, we, we won. I'll let this shit go. And I think even JR called Claudio Cesaro at one point, which, and, and again, that's, some of these name changes take getting used to. When you're used to t- referring to one wrestler by a name, it's hard to change it, you know? Like, I I still, I, there was a period of time where I was still trying to process that Dean Ambrose is John Moxley. But Amanda's able to do it. Hell, Brian Danielson was still a name I have trouble with sometimes. <laughs> like, that's fucking weird, but... Or uh, was Miro. No, that was easy. Yeah, not for me. Like, Rusa, Rusa, Rusa. Otherwise, I thought this match was actually fantastic. It was enjoyable. I thought it was edge of your seat, because I was the edge of my seat. Hell, I had to fucking stand up. Yeah, so there, <sighs> were, yeah, so there were moments I enjoyed, but here, here here's one thing. This, if I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm going to rant about one thing about this match, here it is. Why the fuck was the point of the thumbtacks? You didn't fucking need them. Everyone's already bleeding. Everyone's already in pain. Why do people still think thumbtacks are needed in wrestling? Unless you are Mick Foley or Abyss, you don't need thumbtacks in a fucking match. Okay? The thumbtacks have run their course. It is stupid. It is unnecessary. It does nothing to elevate a match at all. And it's been done to death. Get rid of the motherfucking thumbtacks. For the love of Christ, get rid of the thumbtacks. I'm tired of them. No more thumbtacks. Other than that... I agree with you that I didn't like the thumbtacks either. Other than that, stellar main event. Very stellar match. Shitty start, but good finish. I don't know where we're going to go from here, but hopefully this is the end of this. I really do. <laughs> I really do hope this is the end of this, because I don't know where the fuck else you're going to go after this. You've had anarchy in the arena. You've had blood and guts. It's done. Move on. Now we got to find out where you're going to go from here. Mm-hmm. All right. And, okay, okay. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of AEW. Uh, Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, and uh, I look forward to talking to you on the next one. Oh, I don't really have a choice now, do I, sir? Nope, afraid not. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> I'll be there, and I'll enjoy it like I always do, even if I don't watch a silly match. I can't be complaining. I you fucker, so it's all great. <laughs> all right. Well, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well.
well as great content. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Check out our YouTube channel, the Boochcast YouTube channel, for all our exclusive video content. Uh, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you are following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. Join us for the biggest party of the summer. We're going to be kicking ass, taking names uh, at 8 p.m. We'll have our uh, bootleg link for you guys to check out at 7 p.m. Our special treat. That's for those of you who don't have a Peacock subscription. You have access to the pay-per-view. And we'll be doing this party in one of two locations. We'll either be A, doing it in Nashville, Tennessee, because I'll be there with Buff Bagwell for StarCast. So you can, we'll either do it down there, or if we're not able to do it, then the team here in Georgia, they will do a watch party for you guys. So either way, the Boochcast will be providing some watch party entertainment for WWE SummerSlam on Saturday, July the 30th. So make sure you guys join us on twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. Also, be on the lookout for our live D&D show coming out. We also got our Boochcast booking battle and a special surprise that we're still working out the final kinks on, but once it's ready, we will reveal it to the Boochcast audience. Uh, also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast. Go to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. You can donate for the first level, which is 99 cents, a dollar per month. This is for people who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game. That level is for you. We have the second level uh, for those who got some extra money to spend, which is $4.99 per month, $5 per month. Uh, the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. Set $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than the Network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, all the money that we raise for this show that we get from your donations, they go back into this show in some capacity to help keep it going. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, you want to keep them working, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. Then, if there's any money left over, when that's all said and done, we use the rest of it to feed uh, you know, Zach his ramen noodles. He's, you know, always hungry. He's, he's a growing boy. He needs that ramen noodles to stay big and strong. Fuck and of you, course, you bald-headed fuck. And of course, we have to try, when with an uphill battle it is, to get him laid. <laughs> and until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>